friends, welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Making Disciples. My name is Chris, Chris Rogers, and I am your host, uh, Vicar in East London, Chair of the Spring Harvest Planning Group and host for this podcast. Um, thank you for spending some time with me. I say this, I feel like I say this every week, you know, thank you for spending time with me. I, you know, I want to just show my appreciation. Um, I don't want ever to take for granted your ears your ears and your hearts um i love the fact that you listen uh, and I'm, I'm grateful to it i think um yeah i just want you to know when i say thank you i genuinely mean thank you for listening and um you know i don't take that for granted at all so thank you and thank you for those of you who've been sharing the podcast episodes with your friends and family uh so many of you have been reaching out recently telling me about different people that have started listening because of your recommendation so massive thank you when we started this podcast the whole point was to try and equip um, Christians with material that is just helpful inspiring equipping you know just is uplifting and helpful for you in your growth as a disciple of Jesus and today's episode is no different to that we are going to be looking at healing discipleship and healing and now the reason i'm covering this today is i just recently did a talk at my church on uh healing and how to pray for healing and uh, i thought hey why don't i share this with with you guys we are called to be mini christs uh jesus commissions us to go and do the work of the kingdom he tells us to to go and do what we've seen him doing and uh, one of the things that we see Jesus doing is praying for healing and many of us are unconfident in praying for healing and many of us have experienced disappointments and that disappointment shapes that dare inside of us to pray for somebody else to receive a miracle and you know I have lots of friends who say to me Chris I don't I don't pray for people to have a miracle because then if it doesn't happen I'm disappointed and they're disappointed uh, so they, they end up not doing it and um, Jesus does tell us to pray for the sick and that's what I want to, ex to talk about today but what I'm not going to do is go here's your five steps to praying for healing and seeing a miracle and I guarantee you if you try these five steps uh, this will work uh, there is no silver bullet there is no secret source uh, there is no guarantee at all uh, when it comes to signs and wonders and that's not me saying I do not have faith for them I totally do and I'll share with you why I have faith for miracles but we don't see them all the time and the danger is sometimes in the not seeing it all the time that then shapes our theology and rather than having an expansive theology of what is possible through Jesus and his death and resurrection uh, our disappointments shrink our theology and we pray less because of what we've not seen and you know it's so easy for me to be disappointed you know I, I experience a lot of disappointments where I pray for miracles and I don't see them whilst at the same time I hold those disappointments with the things I have seen God do and I have to be very careful this is me personally speaking here I have to be very careful that my um, my excitement or passion or desire for praying for miracles doesn't get waylaid or softened or cooled by my disappointments I have to focus on what I have seen the Lord do and allow that to expand my my vision for what is possible um, you know because I have seen these things I'm, I'm going to cling on to them and I'm going to pray for greater and, and for more so we're going to be talking about healing today not tips on hows but more 
things to just be aware of and what what should shape our theology and thinking around miracles and i'm going to be just basing some of it from the book of james and some of it from the gospel so let's jump in and yeah what i would guess i would say is you know look are there any friends that need to hear this episode today who've lost their faith in signs and wonders and this episode may inspire them again to pray for miracles uh, is there somebody you could share this episode with today for their own growth let's jump in let's talk about healing and uh, let's talk about kingdom theology and let's talk about authority in this episode says this james 5 13 to 16 uh, the the prayer of faith it says is anybody among you in trouble let them pray is anyone happy let them sing songs of praise if anybody is among the uh, among you is sick let them call the elders of the church to pray over them to anoint them with oil in the name of the lord the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well the Lord will raise them up if they have sinned and they will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. So James is writing there to the church and is in and amongst other things about prayer and praise. There is this uh, call for prayer for healing. Uh, there was an episode I did last year, I don't know if you remember it, if you've not listened to it, you might want to go back to it, called Have You Had Your Spiritual gl- Glow Up? A glow up is that moment when a teenager goes from being a uh, unconfident, spotty, snotty teenager, and then they have this growth spurt, and now they are becoming confident in themselves, they're ready to take on the world, a glow up. So there was an episode called Have You, t- have you Had Your Spiritual Glow Up? love you to go listen to that episode Um, because what we're talking about today is as we step into healing and and prayers for signs and wonders um, it is a glow up it's a we're transitioning from being people who simply believe in Jesus to people who are walking in the way of Jesus doing the stuff that Jesus did you could put it like that have you had your spiritual glow up yet? Have you stepped into doing the things that we see Jesus doing? Uh, and that's what our episode is in today. It's stepping into a place where we start to see the things that Jesus did in, in our own lives. And what I want to say is my theology on healing, friends, does not simply come from the Bible. It, it also comes from experience. Um, so my theology of healing and praying for, for miracles, yes, comes from Scripture, but also comes from an experience of seeing these things happen um, I've experienced healing for myself when I was a student at the age of 1920 I broke my collarbone and I went to church one Sunday night and I ended up being prayed for and after two weeks of being in excruciating pain having been to the hospital and had an x-ray to find that my collarbone was broken and that the two pieces were essentially on top of each other and I and it started to fuse itself together and it was going to need to be rebroken and have an operation on it uh, I had that extra I went to church and received prayer for healing and my collarbone was healed and when I ended up going back to the hospital and um, having a second x-ray 
the the doctor uh, was really quite bemused and 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 simply said well some people heal faster than others and uh, i'd had an x-ray on the friday an x-ray on the monday and literally over the weekend the whole thing had been healed you know i've ever have an experience of healing and what was really interesting when i was healed on that occasion the two people that prayed for me were 15 year old boys who'd only been given prayer ministry training that day uh, so i'd been given the rookies and these kids who had no experience and uh, very little confidence prayed for me and I was healed. And what that taught me was, you know, sometimes we think we, it's our confidence that will bring about a healing or our training that will bring about a healing. No, it's Jesus that brings about a healing and Jesus can use our inconfidence and our non-training to bring about healing. You know, healing is not determined upon how much training you've had or how clever your prayers are. Uh, healing is about Jesus, and Jesus is the one that, that that does the work, not us. So my experience, one of my first experiences of healing was being prayed for by 15-year-old kids and God doing this amazing miracle where my, my collarbone was, was healed. One of my other um, places that I've experienced a lot of healing was in Misano, Kenya. I took a group of nine teenagers to Misano, Kenya, and we were part of a farm school out there and um, one of the days we just played the what we call the Jesus film in the local dialect and at the end of this Jesus film we said to this room full of of locals look if you want a healing if you want some form of miracle in your life queue up and we'll pray for you and the next thing we knew we had a line going out the door and uh, we realized we never trained our teenagers in how to pray for healing so we gave them a very quick three minute like do this don't do that uh, don't pray long prayers and um, and that day we ended up seeing over 50 50 60 healings in one day uh, you know we saw scabs and scars shrink before our eyes and I didn't have a framework for this kind of this number of miracles I, di I didn't know what to do with all these miracles and I had to reshape my understanding of who God is and what God was capable of because I was seeing supernatural healings in a way that I'd never seen in the UK so my theology has been shaped from scripture but it's also been uh, been shaped by experience what i've seen god doing uh, in places uh, and you know the amazing story of a lady from spring harvest last year as she came forward um, to a call for needing to forgive someone uh, she came forward to receive prayer for forgiveness to, to forgive someone and in that place of forgiving this other person she actually received healing from arthritis and I, you know, that again was not in my theology uh, for for healing, and I, I had to reshape how I understood, uh, you know, God to heal. So, my theology, in other words, is not a theology that's a ten steps in how to heal. Hey, we've just tried some stuff and we've seen some stuff happen. Is ultimately what I want to say. So let's talk about God first. Who is this God that we worship? Friends, as you look in the Old Testament, God promises healing to his people. God describes his character as the God who heals. So in Exodus 15:25, God says, I am the Lord who heals you. Uh, this is the nature of the Christian God, is the God who heals. The Jewish God is the God who heals. Uh, God's character is he has a desire to heal this is who he is uh, i love it in the gospels jesus he's walking down the street and we're told that a woman reaches out and she touches the hem of jesus's garment 
And, you know, going back to Malachi, the book of Malachi says that the, the, the Messiah, when he comes, he'll have healing in his wings. The wings were understood to be his prayer shawl. And when the woman comes out and she reaches and touches the hem of Jesus' garment, she is healed because the character and the nature of God is to heal. Where Jesus is present, there was healing. Uh, you look at the Holy Spirit. We're told in the book of, of Ezekiel that there's a valley of dry bones. And when the presence of the Spirit comes, this valley of dry bones now is a valley where tendons and flesh are growing on dead things. There is life and life in abundance where God's presence is. So the character and nature of God is wherever God is, wherever his presence is, uh, wherever his rule and reign is, his kingdom is, you will see signs and wonders because this God is a healing God. He oozes resurrection. He oozes life in its fullest, in all its forms. So wherever you find God, you will find restoration. Wherever you find God, you'll find resurrection. Wherever you find God, you will find healing. And that's the character and the nature of the God that we follow. So who is this God we follow? He is a God that his very character and nature is to heal and to restore and to rebuild. He's a resurrection God. So this is who God is. And there's two things that Jesus, as we look through the Gospels, there's two themes that Jesus teaches and speaks on throughout the Gospels that it's riddled through. So um, whatever you're reading, be it the Sermon on the Mount, uh, be a teaching on the road, or, or a moment with an individual or person, there are two themes that flood through his teaching. The first I want to share with you is this of the kingdom, the kingdom teaching. Throughout the Gospels, Jesus is teaching on the kingdom of God. So Matthew 4, 23 is an example. It says that Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the good news of the kingdom. The kingdom. Let me read Matthew 9, 35 to you. Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. So Jesus goes around teaching about this thing called the kingdom and, and the, the, then he demonstrates the kingdom. And when he demonstrates it, there's healing. So what is the kingdom of God? And I think this is one of those themes that as a disciple of Jesus, it's worth keep wrestling with. Because the kingdom of God, when we understand what Jesus is saying about the kingdom, it changes everything about what we think is possible. So what is the kingdom? The kingdom is the central theme in Jesus's teachings in all the Gospels. He preached and taught about the good news of the kingdom. And what does Jesus say about the kingdom? He says, well, the kingdom is here. The kingdom is there. Essentially, the kingdom is everywhere. And he says the kingdom is within you. The kingdom of God is absolutely everywhere. The kingdom of God is the, the, the space or the zone of which the king has rule and authority. And Jesus says, essentially, he is the king of the kingdom. And that the kingdom of God is the rule and reign of that 
king so wherever you go you'll find the rule and reign of king jesus and where the rule and reign of king jesus is uh then that's what his king you know, in that place is uh, the rules of his kingdom are at work so the rules of the kingdom of jesus is that there's healing there's restoration there's resurrection there's new life and new life in all its forms so in the kingdom of god there's there's healing and restoration and jesus goes around teaching about this kingdom and he says it's here it's there it's absolutely everywhere so the kingdom of god is the rule and reign of king jesus and where king jesus is where the king is there is authority and the kingdom of god is here it's at hand it's right here in our midst jesus says so what jesus is inviting us into friends is to be participants of the kingdom paul calls us ambassadors of the kingdom so you and i are uh, princes princesses uh, we're ambassadors of the kingdom of god and we represent king jesus in the world as people of his kingdom and what king the king says is what we now do so if we see the king saying something then we are here to replicate and repeat what we see king jesus saying so jesus is going around saying the kingdom is here the kingdom is here the kingdom is here and we are called to be participants of this kingdom so this kingdom the rules of this kingdom is that where there's death there'll now be life uh, where there is poverty there will now become wealth where there is grief uh, there will be uh, uh, condolences and support and care in that grief uh, where there is death there will become life um, essentially you could say the sermon on the mount is this is how the kingdom works the sermon on the mount is is a proclamation on how the kingdom of god works and we're called to be participants of the kingdom so to understand healing is to understand first and foremost that the kingdom of god is all around us and that the king of the kingdom is setting the rules for how this kingdom will work and he says that there is miracles and signs of his kingdom this new life and it's breaking out all over us and we are called to be participants of the kingdom and to share this kingdom with us this kingdom of life the kingdom of vitality and health okay uh, it's a kingdom of freedom and a kingdom of forgiveness of sins so it's not it's not that um we've got to hold the whole kingdom theology together uh where where there is sinfulness there is new new life where there is death uh, there is new life uh and so healing is a part of this freedom framework freedom from sin and freedom which is interesting in the uh, james reading it says um therefore confess our sins to each other and pray for each other so that we may be healed you know there is a link isn't there between um forgiveness and healing and that that lady at spring harvest who came forward to want to forgive someone else actually in forgiving experienced healing because there's a link between forgiveness of sins and forgiving of others and of their sins and freedom from the, the, the framework of sin brings about healing in our lives so number one kingdom jesus teaches on the kingdom the second thing that jesus talks about is the authority that comes with the kingdom so matthew 10 1 says this jesus called the 12 disciples to him and he gave them authority to drive out evil spirits and to heal every disease and sickness so jesus gave the disciples authority to cast out evil spirits and he gave them authority to uh, heal every disease and sickness so he gave them that authority as disciples of Jesus. We are being given authority over uh, the things of the evil one. 
Uh, he's giving us authority over sickness, authority over the demonic. He's given us authority um, over sin and, you know, commanding, you know, forgiveness and giving forgiveness to people. So Jesus is giving us this authority. I wonder if you've seen the film Oliver Twist. Uh, but in Oliver Twist, a uh, little Oliver uh, wants more gruel and he goes to the front of the dinner queue and he says to the uh, dinner lady, dinner man, please, sir, can I have some more? And he's begging for more. Friends, for a long time, I behaved like Oliver Twist. When it came to faith, when it came to God, when it came to prayer, I came before God as a beggar, begging him, please, Lord, would you bring healing here? Please, Lord, would you do a miracle here? Begging the Lord, begging. Please, Lord, please, Lord, please. And it was a long time before I realized that I don't need to come before God as a beggar. I come before God as an adopted son and daughter of the Most High. I'm a prince in the kingdom of God. And I'm an ambassador for this king. And therefore, you know, Jesus even says, you know, uh, um, what you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. We're given an authority, which means when I pray, I'm not praying as a beggar. I'm praying as an adopted son of God. So I come before God and say, God, uh, with the authority that you have given me, I want to speak health over this sickness. I know that Jesus doesn't want this person to be sick. I know Jesus wants them to be well because that's what Jesus does. So with the authority that Jesus has given me, I'm going to speak over this sickness and say, be healed in the name of Jesus. I don't come as a beggar. Now, for a long time, that's how I responded towards this stuff. I came before God in prayer as a beggar, begging God, please, Lord, would you heal? Please, Lord, I don't need to beg. I'm, I have a kingdom authority. So I just want to give you a couple of tips here. And they're not rules, they're tips couple of tips when we pray for healing we are praying not for a miracle but we are praying for the king of the kingdom to show up so wherever god is in the scriptures he is the god who heals uh, in the hem of his garment there is healing when his presence is moving in dead valleys there's healing there's there's new flesh on dry bones when the king shows up the room changes there's healing in the presence of the king so when I'm praying for miracles, I'm just praying, God, would you show up right now? Here's this person in front of me, and they need you to show up in their lives and to bring this healing. So I'm praying for King Jesus to show up is what I'm essentially doing. The other tip I would give you is this. You are not a beggar. You're a son and a daughter of the Most High. You don't need to beg for healing. You need to just speak with that authority. Um, cancer be gone in the name of Jesus. Um, this ear that needs healing be healed in the name of jesus i want to just hit pause for a second there because some of us will be quite uncomfortable right now because well if that's true chris why is it that we don't see healings every time i speak with that authority why is that now i want to give a, a an answer in a, in a in a little while to that but what i do want to say is this Friends, I have been living now for two and a half years with a um, eardrum that is as a whole. And I've had two operations on my ear and it's not worked. And I'm praying for a miracle on my right eardrum. I'd love you to join me in praying for my right eardrum. Because it, it fell out during the pandemic for various reasons. You don't need to know how gruesome it was. But I've been praying for a healing and it's not been happening. 
and I hold within myself. I've seen God heal because he healed my collarbone. I've seen him heal numbers of people. But right now I'm praying for a miracle and I've yet to see it. And it's really easy for me to become disappointed by what God has not done yet, rather than my faith growing by what I have seen the Lord do. So when I say speak with healing, speak with authority, I will keep praying and speaking with the authority that I believe Jesus has given me, even though I may not have seen that authority in, in, in many places at work yet. And, you know, I will pray for my ear and I pray for a miracle on my ear, but I've not seen it yet. So I hold within myself this tension of what I believe God is capable of and the authority he's given me and what I've not seen yet God yet do. So I hold this tension. So what I would say is my theology says I should pray with authority and I will keep praying with authority, even though I've maybe not seen that manifest every single time. Um, because I don't want my faith to shrink. I want it to grow and expand. So I hope that, that makes sense. So my theology of healing comes from a place of disappointment and from a place of hope and what I've seen. So let me give you just a couple of, of hows. This isn't a how-to list. It's just things that I find really helpful when I'm praying for healing. How? I always ask the individual in front of me, what do they want? I don't presume because somebody has come with an eye patch on, they want prayer for their eye. Um just presume that somebody's come with a cast on their arm that they want healing for their arm i don't make any presumption i say what do you want healing for because they may be coming wanting healing for something else i will always speak with authority when i'm praying for somebody so i will say be healed in the name of jesus i don't pray as a beggar i just say be healed in the name of jesus i don't need to pray long prayers you know jesus says don't babble on like the pagans so i don't and i just speak with authority having prayed for somebody i pray he jesus is healing over you I, I be healed in the name of jesus i will always say to them has anything changed um because sometimes something is happening and if unless you say to them has anything changed then you don't you don't know if 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 there is the thing happening right now sometimes people say yeah my hands got really warm or i've just got this tingling sensation or actually i can feel strengthening sometimes they say no uh, which leads to my fourth point. Uh, even if I pray for somebody and I don't see a miracle in their life, I definitely want to make sure they leave encouraged and feeling loved. Encouraged and feeling loved. Um, if somebody isn't healed, I, I want to make sure that they know this is not their fault. I don't want them to walk away feeling condemned. I want them to know the love of God. So I will always want to pray God's love into somebody's life. Um, so I always make sure that I, I leave people feeling encouraged, even if they've not seen seen a miracle. Uh, I've got a lady, a friend that I know. She's deaf. She's been deaf all of her life, and she teaches on healing stuff. And I, you know, I said to her a number of years ago, you know, you you teach a lot about healing, but you're deaf yourself. Uh, how do you hold those two things together? And she said this to me, and it's really struck me. She said, you know, Chris, the real gift. The gift of Jesus is the gift of salvation. It's the gift of eternal life and all things that Jesus gives. And if we're healed in this life, well, that is a bonus to me. I love that. The greatest healing in our lives is salvation. The forgiveness of sins and knowing that we will eternally be resting in God's presence. That is the ultimate healing. Um so if somebody isn't healed i want them to know god's love and i want them to know god's salvation 
in in terms of forgiveness of sin because that that is the most important message that i want to leave people with so what we talked about we talked about god being a healing god that's his character we talked about the kingdom of god and we talked about authority you pray with authority um but what about when we've not seen a miracle and i think you know i want to share this story with you as we end on the 23rd of june 2018 12th boys Thai boys were trapped in a cave with their coach after a flood I don't know if you remember this story these 12 boys were trapped in a cave and they were lost to the world nobody knew where they were and people were hunting for them in the caves that were flooded and could not find them they were presumed to be dead but on the 2nd of July these 12 boys they were found and they were found hiding in the dark in the cave surrounded by water they were found but the way that they were found, they couldn't be removed because of the flooding and the caves had collapsed. So the 2nd of July, they were saved in the sense that they were found. We now knew where they were. It was good news. We had the good news. But they remained in the dark until the 8th to the 10th of July when they were eventually, one by one, brought out. And it wasn't until the 8th to 10th of July that they were eventually free so although they were found on the 2nd of july they had to wait another week and a bit until they were actually in the light and i think that's now and not yet found but not saved yet friends we live in a place where the kingdom is here but not fully yet and there's something in this we we know jesus is king but we're living in a time where we're still in the dark and there'll be a point where it all comes to full full fruition and we're completely saved and we're in this place of now and not yet god is breaking in but yet we're still uh, in a place of darkness so don't give up keep on praying be persistent in praying for miracles praying with authority because we believe that the kingdom is here and the kingdom is coming it's a now and not yet we're seeing the kingdom of god breaking in through these little cracks in the world and we're praying for the day where we see it in its fullest fruition so do not give up so there we go praying for healing i'm not giving you tips on how to do it per se but i'm just saying look we have a kingdom theology where theology where god's kingdom is present god's healing and restoration is he's given us authority to be participants in this kingdom so friends have confidence to pray for people keep it simple keep it short pray with authority don't babble on like the pagans um this is how i teach about healing uh don't complicate it uh because it does not matter if you've got the right words or not it doesn't matter if your faith is the size of a mountain or the size of half of a mustard seed it's not determined by your faith levels healing and and signs and wonders of the kingdom are determined by the king of the kingdom and not by you and i it does not matter how big your faith is it's about how big our god is i'm gonna leave it there because we've run out of time but i hope you found that helpful as we think a little bit about healing and kingdom and authority i'd love to encourage you to pray for people pray for those you see this week that they may experience the full kingdom of god friends until next time grace and peace and have a fantastic week